1: That's 800-410-4771.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready?
3: Let's get it on! How's it going everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We got a lot to talk about in the show today. It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. Obviously last night was Monday Night Raw. We'll do our weekly Raw report here today. No, I didn't think Raw was a great show. But if you look at the last, well, the last... Several years of Raw. I mean, I think he was on the better end of the shows. But anyway, they uh, we'll talk about the main thing here in a moment, but uh, we've got the lineup for the WrestleMania Backlash show, which is coming up. That's next pay per view. Not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after. And so we'll get into that here on the program today, as well as at XT tonight, we got a bunch of matches announced. We have got the Macho Man biography on A E. What were your thoughts on that bio? We'll talk about that on the show today, mostly tonight, the Brian and Vinny and Craig show. We'll cover it in detail. I've got a couple of notes from Dave. I'm going to be watching it this afternoon, but we do have the uh, the ratings for the show. And uh, a lot of people have said very, very different from the other two shows in the sense that the Steve Austin documentary, they did not talk at all about any of his personal issues And on the Roddy Piper biography, they talked a little bit about his personal issues. And on the Randy Savage documentary, they went in full bore with uh, both feet in the water. So your thoughts on that are welcome here today. We've also got the final SmackDown numbers. We talked about it a couple of days ago, but we have the final numbers now. And also, if you were one of those folks that decided that you were going to watch the Triller show illegally... Well, they're going to give you a chance to pay so that you will not be a part of the lawsuit that they are filing against 2 million people looking for $150,000 per illegal stream. So We'll tell you about that and more back in a moment. We're live. Cristiano's (laughs)
1: this today. Cristiano's <laughs> construction
0: projects typically run smoothly, but this project's pipeline is about to burst. Your boss, where you want us to put this?
1: To the left. Your other left.
0: John, Indeed can help him hire back. the people he needs. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com
2: credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
4: I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, Or just general muscle aches and pains? Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com.
2: We're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Right in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Yeah, so we're doing the show remotely here today from uh, the beach, and I've already dropped uh, twice since the show began, so... If all of a sudden I disappear into the ether, fear not, the recording continues on, and and the only issue is you'll just have to hear Mike leap in out of nowhere. So I know you're up for it, right, Mike? I am indeed, yes. All right, I'm going to take your word for it. So anyway, here's the deal. We're going to go over the uh, Raw recap here in a moment, as we always do. But I would like to mention that uh, a lot of people seem to like the Raw recap. It's not going to be as... Uh, as violent as usual Because I thought the show was a little bit better than usual There were a couple of things that I just was my, I scratched my head But I mean normally I pull my hair out As evidenced by my uh, bald head here But uh, this time I was just a little bit uh, Confused by a few certain things But at least we saw some new matches And we saw some new faces And they didn't exactly do a good job with the new faces But they, they were there So my point is As I go over all of this here, if you really like it and you think, oh, man, I want to reward Brian for this report here today, a great way to do that is to go to my Twitter, ask Brian Alvarez, and sticky up there at the top is a link to Give Big Washington. We're raising money for Whale Scout, and Give Big ends tomorrow. And we are attempting to raise $1,000, and your donations go to tools and mulch and... uh, and uh, whatever's used to restore habitat. I don't know what it is. I'm not a habitat restoration expert, but I have been out there, and we've dug, and we've spread mulch, and we've done all sorts of that hard work. So that is what your money goes to. It's not going to pay, folks. It's going to tools and accoutrements. Help uh, the ecosystem. For... Yes, you're helping the ecosystem here. And it's a 501c3, so if you donate to Whale Scout. It's tax deductible. You can write it off on your taxes. So we're trying to raise $1,000. I think we're at about uh, $711 right now. So we're looking for another $300. I'm going to personally match everything. So if you also dislike me and you're like, oh, I don't like this Brian. I'd like to take some money out of his pocket. Well, donate, and then you will take money out of my pocket as I will match dollar for dollar everything up to $1,000 here. So that's on my Twitter right now, at Brian Alvarez. Trying to raise $1,000 for Whale Scout. I appreciate all the help, all of my great Twitch homies. And I'll put a link up there uh, here in a while.
5: And it doesn't mean so. that you can't donate more than $1,000. It's just that Brian's only going to match up to $1,000. But if you want to do more than that, you can do a lot more good.
3: Hey, listen, here's the mood I'm into today. I said that I would match everything up to 1000 But you know what? I'll match everything up to 2000 So if you really want to take some money out of my pocket, now's the chance to do it. Up on my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez. Why don't you double my $5 an hour? So on this Raw show, let's talk about it here very quickly. Let's get through this fast, then we can take some feedback after the break. So we had the return of AJ and Omos, who have not been around since WrestleMania, where they won the tag team titles. AJ on on social media said they had been partying in Nigeria, but then he comes on the show and said that he had been partying in Florida, so... I think it's abundantly clear, based on the fact that he can't keep his story straight, that he's lying. But anyway, they're back, and they came out and they babbled for a while, and then New Day babbled. And this led to AJ and Omos versus The New Day, a rematch from their match that they had at WrestleMania. If you are a fan of seeing the same match twice, well, first off, Raw is the show for you, because all they do is redo matches. But in this instance, they not only redid the match, but they redid the match exactly as they did it at WrestleMania. The babyfaces got the heat on AJ Styles. AJ made a triumphant hot tag to Omos. Omos destroyed both of the New Day and then he pinned Kofi Kingston after AJ hit the uh, the, the flying forearm off the shoulders of Omos. It was the exact same match with the same finish. But the only thing different was Unlike at WrestleMania, when the fans did what they should do, and that is cheer for AJ and Omos, on this show, some dude hit the button so that when Omos made the babyface hot tag, you heard booze. We had the announcement that Eva Marie is back. I mean, if we needed somebody back, I mean, thank God, all red all over whatever is back. She'll be showing up here in a few weeks, and according to the announcer, she wants the championship. Maybe she can feud with Alexa Bliss and they can do magic on top of everything else. We had a backstage segment where Elias and Riker tried to throw tomatoes at the New Day backstage. Revenge for last week, but they ended up hitting Randy Orton instead. That set up a match for later. We had Dana Brooke beating Charlotte in a match that was very boring. And she beat her with the figure eight. There was nothing to it. And then Sonya Deville comes out. And Charlotte did this long speech about how she deserved to be in the title match at WrestleMania Backlash, how it would make it a better match. And at the end of the day, Sonya added her to the match, so it is now a three-way. This led to Rhea and Oscar coming out. They had a brawl, and Asuka cleared the ring. We had Humberto Carrillo doing a promo. Said Sheamus disrespected him. He wants a match with him tonight. Sheamus beats him up and says, well, you won't be able to accept the open challenge tonight, maybe next week. Adam Pierce yelled at Sonya for uh, abusing her power. Uh, Sonya hemmed and hawed and then said, you're right, we should be doing things together, which is weird. I don't know what's going on. Damien Priest beat John Morrison. Match was okay. The story here, very quickly, is that Miz is heading towards a breakup with John Morrison. Miz doesn't let the guy speak. A uh, true heel tactic. And uh, also, he cost John Morrison the match when he took the referee when Morrison had a small package. So, they're on their way to Splitsville. Johnny Drip-Drip will be out on his own, which America's I don't think is going moist. to be in. America's most moist. He's going to be America's most main event after these two break up, unfortunately. Not in the actual main men- event, on main event. Yes, yes. Men's... We'll get to him in a minute. Mansoor signed a contract with Raw, which led to Sheamus challenging Mansoor to challenge him to a non-title match later on in the evening. (laughs) Lucha House Party versus (laughs) Shelton Cedric. Lucha House Party won. Cedric broke up with Shelton Benjamin. So the former Hurt Business, which didn't even have a name, is now no longer even a team. They also will likely soon be on main event duty. We had Angel Garza backstage, and he was challenged to a match by Drew Gulak, and uh, Angel vowed to shove his rose up Drew Gulak's ass. Did he? Well, you'll have to wait and see. Well, you'll know right now. They had a match, and Angel Garza beat the guy in like a minute, and then he put his flower down Drew Gulak's tights and then kicked it so that it went up his ass. He planted the flower. You know, producer Tony is listening to this right now, and he probably thinks I'm making all of this up. But in fact, it is all true. Now he's excited. Riddle, yeah, Riddles with the Viking Raiders, and uh, I don't even know why. Just doing some comedy, and then RK Bro faced Elias and Jackson Riker and Randy DDTed Elias, and Riddle hit the floating Bro onto Elias's face, and they won. So they are now two and zero. RK Bro. Is on a winning streak. Here, we had a Drew McIntyre promo where he stole my material, and he pointed out that Mason <laughs> T Bar took off their stupid masks, but kept their stupid names, which is say, true. Yes, they say that the is same. true. Mansoor debuted. I can talk about this in depth later, but long story short, Mansoor beat Sheamus via DQ, and Umberto Carrillo ran in, and then Sheamus destroyed both of them and left them for dead. Sheamus. 42 years old. We had a horrible Alexis segment. that least said the better. We had Nia and Shayna versus Lana and Naomi. A two-minute women's tag team title match, which actually went the perfect length of time. If this match would have went three minutes, it would have been a, a, an atrocity, but it only went two. And Shayna choked out uh, Lana to retain the tag team titles. And that led to the main event of Lashley and Braun Strowman, where, of course, Drew... Inadvertently distracted Braun Strowman. Lashley speared Braun Strowman. Lashley retains the title. And next week, it will be Drew versus Bobby. And we can go into detail on specific segments if you'd like after the break. But that was The Raw Show. Believe it or not, when you hear that, everybody, it was better than usual. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: 1759.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. You know. I just want to talk about one thing here, and uh, somebody in the chat brought up a uh, point that I will address, and then I will talk about the one talking point I have about Raw here today. This person here says, the fact that Hurt Business have a new t-shirt tells me they did not plan to break them up, and now they have to sell the shirts before it is too late. Yes. So if you guys have not heard the story about the uh, Hurt Business, what basically happened was nobody wanted to break up the Hurt Business. Shelton Cedric didn't want to break up. Bobby Lashley, an MVP, they didn't want them to break up. But at the end of the day, there's one guy, and the one guy decided that they needed to break up. And that one guy, obviously, was Vince McMahon. And if you guys remember back, remember back when uh, Paul Heyman was given the honorary title of the head of Raw and Bischoff was given the honorary title of the head of SmackDown? And they had they had influence, and they, they had ideas, and they helped book, I guess you could say. But at the end of the day, you know, they did what they did, and then Vince came in, and he did what he did. And, uh, I mean, of the two of them, Heyman did a lot more than Eric Bischoff. But the fact of the matter is, when Heyman was in charge, he wanted to get Cedric Alexander over. And it was the usual deal where... You know, he's trying to convince Vince McMahon about Cedric, and Vince wasn't a huge fan, necessarily. And Heyman finally got a short push for Cedric, and then he ended up being beaten and beaten and buried. And eventually the Hurt Business was formed, and it was good for Cedric and Shelton. And they went with it for a while, but then it is difficult to teach an old dog new tricks, And once again, Cedric and Shelton Benjamin split away because the Hurt Business Act right now is all about Bobby Lashley and MVP. And Vince, obviously a huge fan of Lashley, protected him very, very much over the last year and everything like that. So the point of all of this is, when I watched Raw last night, it felt a little bit more like one of those old Paul Heyman shows. And I don't think it was. But what was reminiscent of a Paul Heyman show was we had a bunch of new faces. And we got the Umberto Carrillo. Remember, Paul Heyman wanted to get Umberto Carrillo over. And that failed. And then Umberto vanished for a while. And now, for the last couple of weeks, Umberto Carrillo is back. And Angel Garza, who Heyman was also behind, he was back doing stuff on this show. And we got the debut of Mansoor. Now, if you've never seen Mansoor, he is uh, actually very talented. And he's not, like, a great worker, but he's a good, solid worker, and he's he's got a great face. Like, when you're beating down Mansoor, you can see the pain in his face, and when he fights back, you can see the fire in his face. And this is something that not a lot of people in WWE have, and he's a new face, and he's young, and for whatever it's worth, the Saudi prince loves the guy, obviously... And when he showed up on Raw and he signed the contract, I thought, my God, they might be able to do something with a new guy. Yes, I realized I was foolish. But Sheamus shows up, and Sheamus challenges him to challenge him in a non-title match, and I'm thinking, man, Mansoor, he debuts, he beats Sheamus in a non-title match, you give the guy the big shove right out of the gate, and what do they do? Well, Sheamus hits him with his move. And he's about to win. And Umberto Carrillo runs in for the disqualification. And granted, they didn't beat Mansoor, but you all but beat the guy. And then on top of all of that, Sheamus makes his own comeback. And he beats down Mansoor. And he bro-kicks Mansoor. And he bro-kicks Umberto Carrillo. And I was like, oh my god, could you have screwed this up? The only way to screw this up worse is if they would have beaten him in the middle of the ring in his debut. But at the end of the day, as I've said a million times, you can have anybody you want coming up with ideas. You can have anybody you want bringing people up. You can have anybody you want that you got to give up. At the end of the day, Vince is there, and he's going to mess everything up. I was disgusted when I saw this segment. I literally was disgusted. I was like, this could not be easier... And you messed it up. Way to go, buddy.
5: And he posed over them both, holding up his belt, just to ice that cake. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was happy to see Angel Garza. I was happy to see Umberto Carrillo. I was happy to see Mansoor, because I believe the same thing you do about Mansoor, who has been hiding on 205 Live now for quite some time, but... If this was Paul Heyman, then he should be cringing and would not want any credit whatsoever because he would never have brought these guys up or utilized them in the fashion that they're utilizing them. In fact, we saw how they were utilized at one point, and it's the complete opposite. It's been the complete opposite for Carrillo and Garza, who have been chasing around the 24-7 title. You know, it's just... it. it it's one of the heat, gotta have heat, because why else would you do this? It was a non-title match. Sheamus challenged him. Mansoor could have won. Mansoor could have lost and, and did it in a way where he still looked strong, but Garza was still, Garza, I'm sorry, Korea was just so pissed off that he ran down there and caused some sort of headache or caused some sort of interference. The bottom line is, Sheamus didn't need to stand strong here at the end with these two new people in, and they just can't help but always saddle a new person with an issue. Rhea Ripley, with Charlotte Flair just completely overshadowing her. Rhea Ripley is a heel, we think, uh, I guess. Regardless, her character is being overshadowed to such a ridiculous degree by Charlotte right now. Now, she is the Raw Women's Champion, and things could change here, but I don't think that they will. I, I don't have any confidence that they will, so... Those were just a couple examples of last night, where you know you mentioned it with almost they have
3: completely. Can I say screwed- one more thing about Mansoor real quick, and then I'll let you sure. go. Good. Okay. Listen, people like to say that Brian never says when he's wrong, but I'm going to rattle off a list of times that I was wrong right now. Okay. Years ago, I can't even remember what it was, but I, I pointed out that. I think Vince is going to really effectively book some sort of top babyface because he's going to have grandchildren. Remember this one? And, like, Mm -hmm. he's going to be a grandfather, and he's going to want some hero for his grandkids. I was so wrong. Yeah. And then, like, how many times have have we seen somebody called up from NXT and it's like, bro, there's no way that they can screw up Sami Zayn. Like, this guy is so over. And then, of course, I'm proven wrong. And then, you know, then it'll be somebody like, oh, look at Keith Lee. Like, Keith Lee... When they did that that NXT thing a couple of years ago, and they called up some guys from NXT for that Survivor Series, like, they did a ton with Keith Lee at that point, and they, they treated him great. And all I heard was how much Vince loved Keith Lee. And so, like an idiot, when Keith Lee officially got called up, I was like, there's no way they can screw this guy up. Like, Vince loved him before. If nothing else, he's big, and Vince loves big guys. And what happened? They screwed him up. Well, once again, when I saw Mansoor... I thought, bro, there's no way they can screw up Mansoor. If, if for no other reason, then if you guys knew how much money they made every time they go to Saudi Arabia, like tens of millions of dollars for one night, they make so they make millions and millions and millions of dollars for one show, and the prince loves Mansoor. Like at this point, it was just I was thinking. As money's involved right here. Like, there's no way they can screw up be- purely because of the money involved. And they screwed it up. So at this point, like, I'm telling you guys, if I ever say that they can't screw somebody up, like, I'm pretty sure if they brought back Stone Cold Steve Austin for one more match, they'd screw that guy up. I'm pretty sure if they bring back Rock to face the Roman Reigns, he's going to manage to screw that guy up. He can screw up anybody.
5: I have all of these
3: jokes. I hang them. my head. Can't, can't, can't even. I headbutt right
5: butt the now. mic. You go ahead, headbutt the mic. Look, Mansoor, you know, is he going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin? Is he going to be The Rock? Is he going to be Ric Flair, Roman Reigns? Probably not. The odds are against that. But unless you try to go out there with that mentality to try to make somebody a star, you're really never going to know. And the bottom line is is maybe he doesn't get to that level. Maybe he's not at that level. I wouldn't think that he's at that level at this point in his career and in his life and probably never going to be. Those are some pretty big shoes to fill. But what he can be is a very helpful part of your roster because even if his wrestling skills aren't there in the same way some others are, as Brian mentioned, this guy's got intangibles all day long and he's going to be a star in a market that you want to keep strong and do well and he can be very beneficial for you there but this is not the way to do it this isn't the way to jumpstart him is a feud with Seamus absolutely a win over a tough guy like that absolutely some is Seamus going to have to get heat absolutely but, why was that necessary? Why, after Korea was running around like a goof in the way that he is and then getting beaten down by Sheamus, he gets a little bit of revenge last week, then he gets beaten down again this week. It just kind of that kind of stuff drives me nuts and you did mention something yesterday. we have a I think we disagree on squash matches. There's a place for squash matches, and I don't know what the plan's going to be for for Cedric Alexander. I get the feeling, though, with what he said last night, we could see him become a member of the Hurt Business again and be there as that guy, like a mirror of the SmackDown storyline, being there for Bobby Lashley like Jay Uso is for Roman Reigns. But if you're going to do that, Cedric's got to start getting some wins because if you're going to have somebody like that, you need to give them some wins once in a while so when they do lose to the Daniel Bryans and everybody else, they have some credibility built up as to why they're there.
3: Alright, we got to go to a break. Back in a moment, and Observer Live!
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. No calls here today. We'll do only text messages, emails. I got some news here. Oh, yeah? You know, I don't know if I should be annoyed or flattered at these dorks. That uh, I think I just do everything. Like there's an apparently on the uh, the YouTube page the Chris Jericho uh, show that we did with Dave is is only in mono. It's only in one ear and not stereo. And uh, I tried to explain to this fella that I do all of the audio. I don't do anything on video. I've never uploaded a video to the YouTube page. I don't edit them. I don't choose what goes up. Like, I got nothing to do with YouTube. I got nothing to do with that video computer. And this bloke calls Brian making the excuses. Like, bro, I'm telling you, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. If you, if you donated a thousand dollars to Whale Scout and you said, I'm going to give you this one thousand dollars if you go fix that video on YouTube, bro, I can't do it. I can't do it if I want to. I don't know what's going on. I am that. not Vince McMahon of this website. I don't micromanage everything. You understand? Like, these these other, like, Mike wants to do some show with somebody, like, whatever, go do it. Just, you know? Have I ever oh, yeah. stopped you from doing a show, ever? I don't even know what shows you do. Me? You don't know what yeah, shows you.
5: I do? I was the first one here.
3: No, I know. I know. Here besides no, you, you be, nerd. Been doing the big audio I know that you do the big audio name, but like, I don't know when you do it. I never say, "Oh, you have to do it on Wednesday and not Tuesday." I've never said, "Oh, you need to talk about this." I've never said anything like that. Like, you want to do a show? Do the show. You want to do a show with Jim? Go do a show with Jim. Like, whatever, just do it. Right? You're the reason that Rico charges exist. You really are I've never once given you or anyone else any restrictions nor have I ever given anyone restrictions for anything on the YouTube page or whatever I don't have nothing to do with it crying out loud multiple suspensions but that's fine I suspended you once for arguing with me I should have At suspended least you twice more twice on back, this show
5: frankly. alone you suspended me but I wasn't gonna watch that stupid hogan when he came back on raw you suspended me that day it's a couple wellness violations that I still would I still don't believe that that was That was my sample, but still, it's a different story for a different day. Let's get back to the topics here at hand.
3: NXT tonight Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Indy and Candace in a street fight for the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles. I don't think that that street fight is going to be a two minute match like the women's title match on Raw, but I guess we'll see. It would be nice, though. It would be nice. No, I don't want that to be two minutes. I want that to be a nice long match. I.
5: I'm not really sold on this. But number one, I'm always well, I'm not afraid sold on Indy, but Candace is in there. She is in there, but I'm always afraid Shotzi's going to kill herself. And I love Shotzi. I do love Shotzi, but she scares me to death. And this feud, you know, they're even centering the commercials were around the fact that they had delivered some cupcakes and flowers. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Indy smashed Shotzi over the head with a vase with flowers in it. Like, last week when that happened on the show, like, they didn't even sell it. It was on to, like, oh, look at that, there's cupcakes. And then even during the commercial, they don't really show any gravity of this woman being smashed in the back of the head with this vase of flowers. It was like, poof. So, yeah, I hope the match is good, but really what's gone around it, I'm not really, you know, all that intrigued or, you know, fired up about seeing this match, to be honest with you.
3: All right, so somebody here wanted an update on the COVID situation in New Japan. If you are unaware, uh, I believe, was it six guys were removed from the show at the last minute because of COVID? Six wrestlers, yes. The, uh, the Wrestling Dontaku Show last night. We had Okada, Suzuki, Desperado, Kanemaru, Show, and Yo were all removed from last night's card. And... I do not have an update okay I only have uh the rumor which is that of those six names I was told that there was one covid positive and the other individuals were all uh whether they traveled together or whatever the situation was maybe they were in the same locker room the previous night or whatever but Many of them are off the show because they were concerned that they had been exposed. But there had only been one test, to the best of my knowledge. And I believe somebody else had the flu, or not the flu, but they had like a fever, and they were they were being tested. So that, and that could have been, by the way, the same individual. So suffice to say, I guess we're going to wait for more. But they got a big show coming up at the Tokyo Dome at the end of the month. And hopefully everybody is fine, everybody is healthy, but uh, a lot of matches ended up having to be changed, including the Desperado Yo match for the junior title, they just completely removed that from the card. So, when we get an update on all that, we will give that to you.
5: Yeah, there's still havoc that's going to be played over there. 609 new cases in Tokyo, uh, 884 in Osaka, so you know it less than 1% of the vaccinated or, or the population apparently is vaccinated in Japan this is an issue because of the olympics that are coming up but it's also an issue because we have another shutdown order in place that goes until i believe it's the 11th if that gets extended out even further who knows this is uh we're back to arena shows we're back to some really hard times for these companies and, and for the competitors themselves. I, you know, it, uh, who knows what this is, you know, what's going to continue on with this uh, as far as how this affects performers. I mean, if you're in Japan right now and you're on the fence and, you know, does it is it worth coming over and quarantine for a while? Because at least you're going to be able to travel the states. And as things open up here more for good or for bad, you're going to want to work more. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? It just for sure, uh, even though they're having issues with vaccinations, one thing is for sure is the Japanese government's going to continue to stay on this. And unfortunately, we're probably going to see a
3: lot longer shutdowns and a lot more shutdowns. Uh, Triller has announced they're giving one month amnesty, amnesty they're calling it, for any person or entity who illegally streamed the April 17 show. Anybody who pirated the pay-per-view can pay the original cost for the show before June 1st and obtain a release from a lawsuit by Triller. After June 1st, the company will be pursuing all individuals for a maximum penalty of $150,000 per illegal stream. Matt Sinclair, the head of piracy for Triller, said that all of the actual IP addresses for everyone who streamed the fight from an illegal source will be turned over in Discovery, even if they used VPNs, as each stream has a unique fingerprint embedded. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Are you on the hook here, Mike? For what? Did you illegally stream this pay-per-view? No. You have amnesty right now. I know. You want to pay?
5: I'm not going to do it. So you're going to give every, you're going to give them all of your information and say that you admitted to this and. Uh, How many people or how many people are in this lawsuit or how many people are claiming that they are how many people are they claiming they're going after here? What's the, they what's are the claiming?
3: They are claiming that they are going after two million individuals. That's now, what they're are claiming.
5: They, are these people just or are they people that streamed it or are they people that just like watched it via like if they typed it into Twitter or YouTube or whatever? are they going well, after those claiming, people or the facilitators of such
3: they no 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 the facilitators would be on there were not 2 million i mean actually there there may well have been but they they had a list of like two dozen major websites um i have no idea maybe uh streamillegally.com or whatever but they have they have a <laughs> list of all of these That'd be convenient. and then like each of these they're allegedly getting all of the IP addresses of everybody who used those, and they are going to try to sue each of those individuals. Two million of them. I, I realize I'm I'm kind of laughing at this, but I mean, like, I don't know anything about it except that this seems like an awful lot of work to file lawsuits against two million individual people for a hundred. Feels like they're going to be doing this lawsuit for like the next two hundred years. But that's what they say. So if you're one of those people that illegally streamed and you want to get off the hook, apparently you can pay your 50 bucks and you'll be out of this lawsuit. I don't know where you pay at. I don't know how all of this works, but that's what they're saying. So if nothing else, if nothing else, (laughs) this will be very, very interesting to follow because they will not have all 2 million people pay their $50. You know, probably a very good portion of those are like, ah, they're not going to get me. So we'll have to see if, in fact, Triller can get anybody.
5: This is the reversal of a class action lawsuit, basically. Instead
3: of a bunch of people going
5: after one source, it's a one source going after a bunch of people. And I, the one thing we know about Triller is they love throwing money away, so this seems like a, a great way to also do that by trying to go after individual people and spending all of the legal costs there. So, yeah, I guess we'll see how it shakes out. But, like you mentioned, this could be big for the industry across the board because, let's be honest here, what carries pay-per-view? It is boxing. It's still fighting and fighting-related events like what Triller does and I guess to a certain extent, pro wrestling still is probably the only other thing besides I get—I don't even know—porn. I mean, first-run movies don't do anything on pay-per-view anymore. I mean the UFC was able to, I think, basically crush, you know, on-demand and then the services that were middlemen for years because well, we don't need you anymore. Why do you even exist? But this will send ripples through everything, and if they're able to be successful in any way with this, this is just a new way for the top ranks of the world for UFC, for Don King Productions, and anybody else who puts these types of shows on. It's certainly going to give them uh, more empowerment.
3: So, if you are a uh, if you're a lawyer, I would like you to drop me a line and give me your thoughts on this because. I didn't even watch the show, okay, much less pirate it. But let's imagine that I did pirate it, okay? And it was not just me, but it was like 1,999,000 other people pirated it with me, okay? That would be one quarter of the population of my home state of Washington, okay? So a quarter of Washington state pirated this illegally, and they claim... That they're going to come after every single one of these individuals and try to get $250,000 out of them. What's their plan? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, they're going to, I don't even understand what their idea would be. Like, they're going to personally come after me and they're going to waste their time trying to get uh, $250,000 out of me. And then when they're done with that, God only knows how long that's going to take. They're going to go to the next guy in line, and they're going to go through two million different human beings. That's the plan. And even if you do,
5: even if you do, there's a reason that some people bootleg things, which is because they're broke. So what are you going to do even if you get a judgment against one? Are you going to get blood from a stone? You you as Triller, who just bought verses and just did this and did that, you're going to go after somebody who's, like, unemployed and broke and laid off during the pandemic? And look, I'm not saying that that's everybody who did that far from it but like once you get down to that then what are you going to do like negotiate and get 15 dollars off of them or you come on you know again we'll have to see how this goes they are i'm sure i'm sure trying to scare everybody but also trying to aim for those people at the top those people that on their own personal twitch streams or youtube streams or whatever it was those people were the ones that went out and actually pirated this and they'll be going after them the hardest
3: Got a lot of people very skeptical of this, and uh, Lucha Gatto here says, I laugh, but I'm scared to death of legal stuff, so I would fall for this. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want... Just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy Pet Joy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153 Matthew
3: Oh, sorry
0: It's okay I just need you to listen to me
3: I know that a lot of times, Mom It might not seem like I'm listening to you But I am I hear you And what you say really does matter to me
2: I mean, let's be honest No kid likes rules But I get why we have them so I can try to meet your expectations.
0: Thank you for talking.
4: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Literally dropped just as we were coming back from the break, but why is I it managed so to get back on here in time. Jesus. What are you talking about?
5: Yeah, I blew out my because ears. It's, ears.
3: It's, because you're deaf, dude. That's why. Coming back with Prince here. So listen.
5: Jesus.
3: What, is no one hearing me now? Because <laughs> we we're go. all deaf. All right. Listen. Would you shut up for a second? So I got a couple of text messages from uh, IT professionals, lawyers, etc. I'm going to read some of these to you. This person here says, the unique identity thing the Triller is claiming does not track. If you use a VPN, it masks your IP address, and the unique identifier would only be attached to the masked IP. It sounds like they are trying to scare people into paying. Doesn't make any sense. And this person here says, I am an IT professional for over 20 years now. When you just read that, I started laughing so hard I could not breathe. There is zero way to trace anyone, especially with a VPN. Bro. You know what this is like. Yes.
5: This this is like when they have these conventions somewhere and they'll put an ad in the paper like, hey, free TVs or they'll reach out and you'll get a note saying you should show up for this or giving away free things, and then you show up, and then it ends up being a bust by the FBI or something like that. There's been all these sorts of set-up things, and in a way, that's what it sounds like. It's just one big net, one big fishing thing being cast out there to go, okay, come on in, we know it was you, we, we're, we got you, and if they get anybody to actually agree to do it, okay. From there, eh,
3: we'll see. Somebody on the chat did note, like, if this were easy... Or if it were possible, UFC of all people probably would have done this already. And they have not. But that's what Triller's saying, so I'm just uh, I'm just telling you what they're saying. So if you illegally streamed it, you better think about what you've done Thanks. and make the right decision. Hmm. Right out of time, everybody. Wanna thank you for listening here today. Later on tonight, Brian and Vinny and Craig Show talking the NA documentary on Randy Savage. Thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners in the studio. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.